So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, guys, I got an incredible uh, review here from Christopher Leon. Christopher went to rebusuniversity.com, and he took the CLA, the Certified Listing Agent course. He said, I don't have much time, and neither do you, so here's the point. If you're serious about coming a listing agent, you need N-E-E-D, capitals, this course. So you can model what other clearly successful agents have accomplished. You can mirror their ways and forge your path to success. If you can't sell this course, we'll show you how and what to say to increase your chances tremendously in, and upping your conversions. From the eight top selling agent personalities to choose from, to model, to the multiple downloads available to implement your business, Pat knows how to squeeze the juice out of each agent for every detail from the moment of inception, the call, which is a chapter in the, in the course, uh, to the very end when they are signing the listing agreement, the close, another chapter. If you put the work in, watch this through and through, you should be able to say these words with such conviction that if you were in hell, no one could say no to buying your fire. So glad I've reached 100% on this course and soon all the other courses at Rebus University. Thanks, Rebus U. Rating five stars, Christopher Leon. Christopher, hey, uh, that was an awesome review. Thank you so much. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Okay, Rockstar Nation got a returning guest who is always very impressive in just the sheer numbers, the sheer exactness of how he puts himself out there and uh, creates commissions for himself and, and maintains a very high profit margin, among many other things. Anyways, I'm excited to get him back. I got Mr. Joseph Bird on the line. Joe, welcome home. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Hey, why don't you um, give everybody a little brief rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Okay. Yeah. In case you guys didn't see the last episode or listen to the last episode. So I've been in the business about six and a half years. I've closed about 455, 56 deals in my six and a half year career thus far. Um, I started off primarily as a buyer's agent. My first full year in the business, I sold 49 homes. 48 of those were buyers. 
um, as the business has grown and have, as I've um, evolved in the business, I've shifted into listing heavy. So finally last year I broke into 51% listings, 49% buyers. Congratulations. Thank you. The goal this year is to get that to 60, 40 and then, you know, 70, 30 the following year. So trying to make that transition into uh, full listing heavy and then hiring buyers agents to handle the buyer side of the business. I love that. Um, and I love how you're focused on, on doing that. And I think more people should be focused on doing that. Now, now guys, if you missed, um, if you missed Joe's last episode, it was 508. You can go back there and take a look at it. We're not going to cover anything that we talked about in there. There is some rock solid stuff in there. So if you like what you hear today, go back and uh, listen to 508. So um, what I want to talk to you about, Joe, is this conscious shift. Because I think that most agents are stuck, right? Most agents are, are riddled with an addiction to buyer leads. They get stuck in this vortex of working buyers and they don't have time to step out of the vortex and, and say, okay, I'm consciously now going to go after listings and become a listing agent. And you finally crossed that line after six and a half years, actually after four years of doing straight buyers. Um, and so we want to find out like how, so can we talk about that today? Absolutely. Okay. So like, what's the first thing that you did to go from buyer agent and buyer focused to listing agent and listing focused? Yeah. So just a little background on me and personality wise, I'm risk adverse. So I'm all about slow growth, making conscious decisions, really making sure I'm making the right growth. Um, the best thing, the first thing I did in order to make that shift was to delegate, which was to hire. So first of all, I brought on my wife as my uh, listing coordinator. So she would handle a lot of the listing coordination. She handled a lot of the paperwork, just the processing. She's not licensed, but she just, you know, puts the package together, gets it to the office, make sure it's uploaded through dot loop or whatever. Um, the second hire was Stephanie Ridgely, who came on as a, as a sales agent. She still sells, she sold 12 houses last year, but she's now doing all my transaction management which now it frees me up from doing those day-to-day -day tasks that are absolutely necessary, but not my highest skill set to go out and, you know, generate new leads and generate more business and follow up and close more deals. Um, so the, the delegation would absolutely be the first thing. I just hired about six, seven months ago, Eric Frisch, Eric Frisch joined uh, my group. I have a team within the Pukula professional organization. So Eric Frisch came on as a full-time buyer's agent. And he's going to crush it this year. He's, he's on fire right now. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I'm starting to see that a lot. I see it at Jeff Cohn's team where, you know, he's at Berkshire Hathaway. And then he has the, the Omaha's elite team. And then he has a bunch of agents. And then all those agents have their own teams. And uh, so I'm starting to see that, that, that extra layer there and retention within the team. It used to be like if you were a top agent on the team, the next step was you, for you to leave, right? And right. go out on your own. And here you have Remax, Advantage Realty. Then you have the Eric Bakula team, yep. right? One of the top teams in Remax. Uh, and then you have the Joe Bird team under the Eric Bakula team. Now, so, so talk to me about that. Like, how did Eric encourage you to do that? And how did you not decide to just break camp and do it on your own? Yeah. So first of all, I'm a super loyal person. So I got my start with Eric. I appreciate every, you know, everything he's given me to build my business. There's never been a ceiling within the company. So there's never been a point where I hit a wall and I can't, you know, can't do anymore. So 
as I was doing 49, 56, you know, plus buyer or mostly buyer based business. And you sort of hit that wall. The natural progression was my wife who was working full time. We had a child, didn't make sense for us to do daycare and her to keep that job. And again, I hit that natural, you know, wall just within my own time, not a wall within the team, but a wall within my own time. I brought Laura on to um, my wife, Laura, on to help me kind of manage, stay at home, take care of my kid. It was just a win-win for the family and for the business. That opened my eyes to the delegation and that I can do more with my time when I'm not stuck in those other tasks. Um, and Eric encouraged that from day one. He said, look, you know, you should bring on another agent, maybe a showing agent. You know, I'm not sure what that is. And, and one of the reasons I get along with Eric so much is he's a mastermind kind of guy. So he's not a, this is what you do. He's, these are options. This is, you know, how does this work? How do we, you know, build off of this? Um, so he kind of gave me that framework to say, you know, is it a showing agent? Is it a buyer's agent? Is it an assistant? But build your business. And, and he said that from day one when I joined the team. This is your business underneath my umbrella. So go build your business. Um, so I had to have that freedom to do it my way. Now, we've got a bunch of team members. And we've got a couple other team members that have, you know, their teams underneath. And they're not structured the same way as me necessarily. So it's a pretty cool, um, you know, way that you can build a team within the team, the way you want to run your business, and the way it works for you. Yep. And then you still have a mentor built in and you still have accountability and, and systems and ideas and things like that, all that are essentially family members, right? Um, yeah. You know, literally and figuratively that, that you could tap into and that's all you need based on your personality style. That's what you want, right? Absolutely. And then not that you join a team solely based on leads. It's, it's, it's an obvious advantage of a team, but the natural, you know, if you've got, you know, seven or 12 or 14 agents that are all generating business and all generating listings, the natural result of that is leads. You get sign calls, you get inquiries. Um, you know, the more you go out and the more you can kind of put your efforts together to go buy leads or to go do marketing or whatever it's going to be, the more leads that come from that. And it's sort of, just creates this ever-evolving spool of leads. So for us as a team, and that's one of the advantages of being on the team, is just you get extra leads, not that that's why you do it. Right, right. Okay, so let's talk about this. So talk to me about like after four years, right? And you, you said, hey, I'm stepping out. I want to do listings. And, and take me through the process. Teach the people listening who maybe might be stuck, might be doing 70, 30, 70 buyers and 30 sellers, or even worse, 90, 10, right? Buyers, 10% mm -hmm. sellers. And they want to go to above 50, 50, which you're obviously 51%, which is brilliant. You pass that goal. And then hopefully this year you'll be 60, 40, 6% listings and 40% sellers. So first of all, number one, why did you want to change? Well, then why did I want to change? I think the listing side of the business is by far the more profitable side of the business. Um, as you get to the point where you're selling 50 plus homes, time is your biggest asset. Um, at that point, you've got the skills, you've got the regenerating skills, you've got the closing skills. If you're doing that much business, then you've got, you're able to do it. So time becomes your biggest asset. Buyers take a lot of time. I actually like the buyer side of the business from an emotional standpoint. I love the idea of, you know, the rush of making an offer and getting accepted and negotiating and getting a, you know, especially like a first time home buyer in their dream home. I think emotionally that's a lot of fun, but from a time perspective, it sucks a lot of time. So from a profitability standpoint, listings, yes, you pay up marketing upfront. Yes. It's more competitive. Yes. All that, but you're going to spend less time to generate 
you know, more commissions or the same commissions. And also typically I find that with listings, your average sales price goes up. Whereas buyers or average sales price tends to go down. I don't know if that's just our market or just okay. So well, let's stop you right there. So so say that again and and give me your thought on why that is because that's interesting. Well, I think a lot of the buyer business you get is more reactive. So you're responding to inquiries that are coming in, whether that be Zillow or whatever you know, whatever that source of business is. Whereas listings are a little bit more proactive. I'm out there looking for listings. Some of that's your typical lead source stuff, but some of that is work in my database, work in my sphere, where when a buyer comes to you, they say, this is my price point. When you go after a listing, you're helping them set the price point and you're, you know, targeting the, you know, the higher end properties. Yeah, that's interesting. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 okay um, all right, so let's talk about the how-to. So how did you go from buyers to sellers? Well, I wish I could say I was an absolute genius. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of it was just organic and natural. So as I built the book of business selling 50-plus homes a year for the first four years, 49 the first year, and 50-plus thereafter, I built a huge database of buyers that I had sold properties to what happens four or five, six years after the buyer buys their first house, they go to upgrade. So they then buy a house or they go to sell a house and they buy a house. So that was a natural progression of just, you know, busting my hump in the, in the first four years with buyers and run around seven days a week, 12, 14 hour days to build that book of business. And that book of business naturally led to the listings. Now, a lot of them have buyer sides, which is why I think I'm kind of in that 50, 50 mark right now. Is because a lot of them are double, you know, where I'm helping them sell and I'm helping them buy. Um, and then part of that also is my own sphere of influence is at the point now where they're not first time buyers, whether they bought a house before I was in the business or when I was very new in the business, and they didn't trust me and they're selling. They've seen everything I do because I stay top of mind with both my past client and my sphere of influence, mostly just through Facebook updates and treating Facebook as an extension of myself. And I am a businessman. So posting business on my Facebook page is a very natural thing to do because that is part of my life. Um, and then getting those people to come back to me, even though they worked with other agents in the past. And I think all that is just a very natural, organic way to get into the listing business. You mean getting those people to come back to you, even though they've worked with other agents in the past, that means um, adopted past clients or, or like, who are you talking about by that? Like, like if you bring a buyer to a house um, that another agent has listed, is that what the people you're talking about? 
No, more what I'm talking about is my sphere of influence. So your sphere of influence, okay. Sphere of I influence. So, so they may have bought a house ten years ago, right? Because you haven't I been in the business that long, so right, okay. Right, and and they remember their agent, but they see everything that I've done and all my soft brags I make on Facebook and just the top of mind that I that I keep on that. And they go, you know, hey, it's time for us to sell and you know buy a house. We liked our old agent, but Joe is killing it. <laughs> I mean, we should probably go to him, right? So, and, and just getting those natural um, listings that way. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let, let, let's get into your stats because I know that that's one of the things you're great about is tracking and keeping stats. And I think everybody should do this. So, so okay. So let's let's talk about the last twelve months or so. So, how many houses did you sell? So in 2017, so January one to December 31st, between Eric Fresh, Stephanie Ridgely, and myself, we closed 119 homes. Um, out of those 119, I personally closed 103, and the team uh, filled in the rest. Now, Eric was just a couple you know, months on the team in there, so Stephanie closed 12 of those. Um, our total 119 sales, we finished just under $40 million in closed volume, $39,833,550 to be exact. Mm, love uh, it. And what's cool about that is on the listing side, which was 51% of my business on the listing side, I averaged 16 days on the market and 99.2% of my list price when we closed. That's great. Now, do you share that with sellers? I do. Absolutely. So one of my, I have a listing presentation. That was a change I made in 2017 is I, before that I would walk into a listing with a smile and a contract and get listings. Um, so in 2017, I made a big push to really make a, a really fantastic presentation to sit down and go through and it goes through stats. It goes through reviews. It goes through all that. So I have a sheet in my listing kit that basically breaks down um, what each year looks like. Um, okay, so I'm happy me, to share with everyone. Yeah, that that'd be great. Let me hold that up again to the, the the screen. So, guys, I don't know if you're watching this on video because iTunes has video now, um, or you're listening to it as most people do. So, what he's got is uh, 2017 uh, home sales, 119 homes. Uh, 40 million in volume, uh, 16 days on the market, 99.2% of list to sale price. Statewide, 53 days on market, 97.9 list to sale price. So he's got the statewide, then he's got his, and then he's got photos of all of his homes, um, like a collage of all the homes sold. And, and those are homes you represented buyers at and listed or just listed? These are just the listings that I sold on this on this sheet here. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's got pictures of homes, social proof, uh, taking up like a half of the page or a third of the page going down, um, which I love. That's that's good. And so so tell me about that. Tell me about the listing presentation, what you do, and how you present that. Yeah. So the listing presentation kind of starts off just with a quick uh, thank you. I, I made a nice play on words. My my wife is a marketing person, helped develop this. So it's a bird's eye view to selling your home. Um, <laughs> So it goes through the bios, the team, it goes through the coolest stats, number one Remax team, the talent, and I've got three pages that really jump out that are just really reviews um, of me that's got the property that I sold. And then it jumps into, and I, what I do is I go through three years worth of stats just to show the seller. This was not a one-off. This is an, a development of my business. So it goes through 2015 where I sold 66 homes, 2016 where I sold 103, 2017 where I sold 119. It shows the average days on market going down shows my comparison to the state average. And then there's kind of a summary um, snapshot, which says, okay, over the last, you know, two years, and I'm just re redeveloping my 2018 um, strategy right now, but over the last two years, I averaged 
versus the average in the marketing uh, in the market of 97.9 percent. So it's 1.3 percent more. So in a $350,000 house, which is the average in our marketplace, that's $4,550 more in your pocket in five weeks less marketing time, which is one and a half mortgage payments, or you know one uh, or yeah, you say mortgage one payments. Um, so add in you know the average. Yeah. So try to break it down to them on a. I like that. I like the how mortgage. How much more payment. do I make? As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 So, yeah. and, and it just really helps kind of separate me from my competition. You know, I'm just taking the average. I'm just taking the stats in the MLS and, and running an average. Just compare me to, to that. My favorite part about this part of the presentation is when my wife was helping me develop this. She goes, well, what are your, what are your average stats? How much are you getting on your listings? And I said, I really don't know. I, I'm, you know, I, I've never tracked that stat. I tracked everything else. I've never really tracked that stat. And I've always taken a very individual approach to each listing. I try not to. Uh, conveyor builder. I try not to manufacture my, my sales process. I really try to take an individual for every client because every client's needs are different. So I said, I've never really tracked it. And I said, tell you what, you run the stats, compare me to the average on the market. If it's great, tell me about it. If it's not good, tell me you never got around to running it because I don't want to know. <laughs> it's going to just be in my head. And so she called me. She goes, you're kidding, right? Like, you're, you're not really, you, you knew what the stat was. I said, no. And she goes, this is, you know, back in 2016. She goes, you averaged 99.7% in 2016 of your list price. You, you didn't realize that? And I said, no, I had no idea. I really look at it as an individual process for each client. So now that I know that, now I can market that. And now I can use that to win listings. I love it. I love it. I love having you have it all prepared and ready. And you have all your you know, past sales, even though if they're not relevant to this house or this neighborhood and, and, and the reviews. So tell me about that. So what do you do? Just print out your Zillow reviews or where do you, what do you print out? Yeah. So I've got reviews kind of sprinkled throughout this as like just kind of a, a stop to show people that I sell all kinds of different properties and all kinds of things. So in the listing, we kind of created, you know, a picture, a big picture of the house. It's like a whole page and then it's the text copied from the Zillow reviews. And then one of the last pages of the presentation is actually a couple bubbles, I don't know, maybe one, two, three, four, five, six bubbles um, that are copy and pasted from Zillow. And then on the bottom left corner, it's an actual screenshot of my Zillow page where it says Joseph S. Bird, member of the Pool of Professionals, um, average five out of five stars, 101 reviews, 96 sales in the last 12 months. And then it says see 100 plus, over 100 plus reviews of Joe and it gives the link so I can go to Zillow and really see it so they know that it's not coming from me i'm not manufacturing these these are actual posted reviews 
and I like to tell all my sellers when we're sitting at the table or we're sitting at the, uh, you know, at their house at their dining room table, going over the listing and what I'm going to do to sell their house is that I, all I do to get reviews is send one email to my past clients and say, Hey, it would really help me build my business. If you could leave a review of our experience, I don't offer these $10 Starbucks cards that a lot of people do. I don't um, bribe them. I don't, you know, pester them with a thousand emails. I literally send them one email and might hit resend when I go in the next time to do it if they didn't respond. And I've gotten 101 of my 450 past clients to get on there and take the time out of their day to give me reviews, which I think is really awesome. Is there, is there anything consciously you're doing to switch over to the listing business or to get more listings or do more listings? Or is it, is it, is it just a different focus? I mean, well, so I told you it's organic. And then the second side of it, which I alluded to in the beginning, was hiring, delegating, and hiring the buyer's agents to handle a lot of that buyer business. I got you. Yeah, so getting, at, getting out of focus. that yourself. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, 103 deals you did yourself, right? Which yep. is crazy. I mean, and so I think a couple of things. First of all, we, you know, it seems like the cap of something you're able to do yourself without a team for people wondering is 103 deals because two years in a row, you kind of capped there. And then the buyer agents really only did 12 of the deals uh, on top of that. So that's, um, that's an interesting cap. I mean, that's like eight deals a month or, or so that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty busy lifestyle. Absolutely. And, and hiring Stephanie to come on board as my transaction manager has been absolutely vital to that growth. Um, you know, she, she's licensed, like I said, she sells 12 houses and she, she's dealing with a lot of the transaction management, but more than just a, you know, paper pusher processor, she's actually involved. I'm still the face. My client, you know, gets emails from her and gets updates from her, but I'm still the one yeah. that's negotiating, negotiating the appraisals and all that. Um, but she's behind the scenes making sure we're on track. And, and so, um, let's talk a little bit about your, your, uh, ECI, right? Your ego commission income, as we like to say on the show, what was your ECI, uh, in the last 12 months? Uh, 541 was okay. the was 541. The and what'd you keep of that? You know, that's the one step that I don't track as well as I should. I mean, when I say GCI, that's the income, that's my taxable, that's on my, you know, W9, uh, that's what's what comes to me. Or that's the gross, that's, that's what comes, comes to, to me you after Eric Bakula gets his piece and Remax gets their piece and everything. That's already taken out. You mean? And right, okay, and so referrals right. go out. I don't track the big number because it would only depress me. <laughs> <laughs> so you track kind of a, a, a cost of goods sold, which is you know your commissions coming from the team, and then all your your only expenses are, you know, Stephanie and you know and your wife and. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, my expenses are, you know, uh, Stephanie, my wife. Um, I do some of my own marketing on my own listing. So I probably spend maybe a hundred bucks a month in marketing, um, extra marketing. So running some Facebook ads, which are, you know, marketing, listing and generating leads, promoting open houses and things like that. You know, my licensing dues and MRIS dues and that kind of stuff. Beyond that, that's, that's pretty much my expenses. Yeah. So what's the market like in your area? market right now is incredibly good. Uh, inventory is just missing. It's just gone. Um, buyer demand is high. So our December, my December at least personally was really slow, and which is a great time to be slow. Holiday season, spend time with family. I wasn't upset. I was a little nervous, but not upset. But coming into January, I mean, I closed seven deals in January, closed, you know, two deals yesterday. So closed seven in January. Um, I've got 12 going into February. So, I mean, just incredibly busy. Listings are flying off off the shelf. Most of my listings are selling, you know, three days, multiple offers. 
Um, so if it's a well-priced house that presents well, it's gone. You're getting multiple offers and you're selling real quick. If it's overpriced or it doesn't present well, it's not going to sell. So we kind of are running in a double market where it, it either sells in the first week or it takes 60, Forever. 90 days to sell. Hmm. It's still not bad, 60, 90 days. Like, kind of but I'm, the tail of two markets. Oh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay, cool. So um, let's talk some technology. What technology is new and exciting for you? Um, so we actually made a big push into January into some technology. So really kind of beefing up the uh, database. So as I mentioned in the last show, I'm a LionDesk user um, and really mm -hmm. kind of diving further into LionDesk and everything that it can do. Um, we started using a company called Five Street for lead routing. So, and this is team wide. So, this would, you know, big team, Eric Pakula team wide. So, when leads come in, whether again they're from Zillow or whatever source they're coming from, it's sort of round robin, or it doesn't round robin, it actually blasts it to everyone on the team. And your phone buzzes, your email buzzes. So, speed to lead is the name of the game in leads. And we yeah, kind of realized five minutes now, it's five seconds. Yeah. So, we kind of realized that, like, you know, Eric would be in charge of divvying out the leads. Well, Eric might be in a listing appointment. Yeah, And so Lee comes in right when he walks in, two hours later, he blasts it out. I might be in an appointment at that point. So it might be four or five or six hours before that person gets contacted. So we started to realize, okay, let's use this other software to blast out the leads. Whoever grabs the lead is calling right then and there. So they're getting the speed to lead. Plus the five straight system sends out a text and it's something, I don't know the exact number, but it's something like 2.7 minutes after the lead hits, they get a text message. So it's really time. So it looks real. And it says, hey, thanks for the inquiry. Our team's in receipt. Is there a particular time that'd be best for us to call you? And then like 7.3 minutes, they get an email. Hey, I sent you a text. Just wanted to you know, see if there's a better time. And all that's happening in the background while the lead's kind of getting routed and the agent's grabbing the lead and, and setting up the phone and you know, getting ready to give that person a call. We get response to those texts all the time. So it's a really good system. Um, and those leads are getting speed to lead. And we're seeing the conversion on those go way up already just in a one month little kind of trial of this. So, so do, do all the agents on the Eric Bakula team get the response when they text back and, you know, the text says, hey, when would be a good time to call? And then they say two o'clock. Does everyone get that two o'clock? No, whoever claimed the lead is the one that gets the response. So you got to claim it. Yeah, so the lead, it? Yeah. Well, then it will keep sending back out until somebody claims it. So like every, I think, five minutes, it rebroadcasts the lead to everyone on so you could literally be on the phone with someone else. You could claim a lead, and then they get a guy that says, call me at two. And you're like, cool. Yep. Yep, exactly. And so we're getting that speed to lead. We're getting that immediate communication, which is increasing the conversion even just in that first month. Um, you know, anytime you implement a new you know, strategy or a new technology, there's always growing days that come from that and, and getting everyone up on board and up to speed on it. Um, we also started using something called Next App, N-E-K-S-T, um, which is basically a transaction management process, but it's pretty cool. It brings the buyer in, the seller in, the buyer's agent, the listing agent, the title company, the lender, and it do these checklists and these tasks of when are things due so that your seller can log in any time and go, what am I, okay, I feel like I should be doing something. What should I be doing? Oh, I never would do those, those HOA docs. Let me do that right now because that's outstanding as a task to that mark. When was loan commitment due again? And boom, loan commitment's due in five days. And it sends us daily reminders every morning of, hey, on this transaction, your loan commitment's due in five days. Reach out to the lender and get an update. So kind of- yeah, I love that. That's next app. It's kind of like Settlement Room or some of those others. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It puts everything there in front of it and uh, it kind of gamifies it a little bit so that the seller and the buyer have to do things on the checklist in addition to the agent being worried about it all the time. Exactly. So my big push right now is to try to generate systems um, that just streamline the process. So A, we know what has to happen when it has to happen. There's no, what do we do here? And, and ultimately, even though that's a little more legwork to get it all organized and set up now, it's going to free up so much time down the road to go and give you more business. So yeah, I mean, this is the year to start really leaning on IT uh, rather than human beings. I mean, it's a, you know, more and more each year um, because they'll be so much more efficient and there's so much stuff coming out. I mean, I know just from, from my, from Rebus university and the podcast, it's like every month we're buying into a new system that just that takes away the, a little bit of a human being's job and it's uh, so much more efficient and streamlined and, and cheaper. So here's a struggle and I'm hoping other people out there may be facing the same struggle. You were just talking about it, but I want to elaborate on it, right? So you, you have a tale of two markets. You got a crappy market, right? Where houses aren't selling uh, as fast and then you got a market where they're selling lickety split with multiple offers. And so you have to kind of walk that line and decide, you know, do I give these people an expectation that uh, all these people are going to come bum rushing through the first weekend and they're going to get multiple offers? Or do I give them an expectation that, hey, if nobody bites after 60 days, we're going to have to drop the price? Like, how do you know which market you're in? I mean, is it just a matter of, you know, how do you, I guess that's the question. Just answer it. How do you know? Yeah, well, so first of all, you got to look at the comps. And if the comps, are, if all the houses in the neighborhood are taking 60, 90, 100 days, well, your neighborhood's in the secondary market. It, it's, it's in that slower market. So now you either just have to deal with it, and it is what it is, or you've got to go real aggressive on the price to, you know, supersede or overcome that market. If your comps show that everything's selling in 20, 30 days, 15 days, 10 days, three days, one day, well, now you're in that first market. And now you've now got to look at your active inventory and say, okay, are they sitting? So is the market shifting or is it staying flat or is it getting better? And how do I price in comparison to those comps? Um, and really deal with the seller. I mean, I don't, I don't want to overpromise anything to my seller. I don't want to say if you list at this house, I'm going to sell it in three days. But I say, look, you have a much better chance if you list at this price here to be sold in three days. If you list at this price here, I don't want to hear you complain until we're six months on the market. And if we list at this middle price, then, you know, I think we should be kind of at the end of that first market, two, three weeks on the market and being sold pretty quick. So give them the options, put everything out and let them make the decision so they own their decision. But really kind of giving them examples and stories and selling the stories of how other my, my other clients have seen success or not seen success in all those strategies. Yeah, that's got to be tough. You know, it's got to be tough, especially if some of them are like, oh, well, I know this guy and, and he's not um, in the same neighborhood. He's in a different neighborhood, a different zip code, a different school district, but he plays poker, plays tennis with this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, his house sold in a day and you sold it. Let's say Ed was the, you know, you know, you were the, Joe was the yeah. the listing agent. I mean, he's like, so I want you to do that for me too. Right. And again, I think you just got to show the comps and show what the, comp the comps aren't going to lie. Numbers don't lie. So, you know, Mr. Seller, I completely understand what you're saying. And, and if your house was in that neighborhood, we'd be having a totally different conversation, but I'm a big believer 
and the facts are the facts, and all I can do is help you strategize based on the facts in front of us. Let's take a look at these comps. These comps are in your neighborhood are taking longer to sell. So no matter what we do, no matter where we price it, we're not selling in a day because that's unless we, you know, significantly discount it. But what I want to do is strategize on how to get it sold in 30 days, not 100 days. And, so, you know, present the facts that way. Yeah. So let's say that you, the listing is in uh, the market that's good, right? Yeah. And um, they're interviewing four people right? Mm -hmm. Which I know happens in good markets, right? And the oldest trick in the book and a strategy that works, right? Let's face it, it works, is to overprice the home, sure. right? How do you compete with that? How do you bat? How does Joseph Bird deal with that situation? Do you go along with it and just overprice the home too? Or do you walk away? Or uh, how do you deal with that? No, I mean, I don't want to take an overpriced listing. If I don't think it's going to sell near that price, I don't want to take it. Now, have I been wrong? Sure, we're all wrong. Sometimes it's a contemporary house, and I love contemporary houses, and I value it a little bit more than the next person. So, you know, there's always going to be something you miss on. But, no, I don't want to take an overpriced listing. Will I bump it a couple grand, five grand higher than I really want to list it at? Sure. Um, you know, five grand is not going to probably make a huge difference on whether it sells. It might make a difference on how much you get for it how much of the percentage you get, but it's not going to make a huge difference in whether it sells. So, but I just am a big believer in brutal honesty and, and tell the seller, seller, you're going to have an agent that's going to walk in the door and they're going to want to overprice it. What I want you to do is ask them what's their list price to sales price ratio. Mm. And in fact, there's an app called HomeSnap, which is um, owned by MRIS, which is our multiple list here. It's a consumer facing version of the multiple list. It's a fantastic app. And on the pro version, which agents have, it shows you what the stats are, what agent stats are. It so does. It shows you. It will show you your your list price to sale price, and and Craig Northrup's list price to sale price, and Bob Lacido's list price to sale price. So you could then you could go to pull up Home Snap and and just give it to your seller, hand the phone to the seller, and say, let's compare apples to apples. Yeah. So I, I had a listing appointment. It was going back like six months ago. Um, I had, I knew they were interviewing three or four agents. I didn't ask who they were interviewing. I didn't know who they were interviewing. I said I did. I don't want to know who you're talking to. What I'm doing, I'm going to hand you this app, and I'm going to go over to the other room and take a you know, look at the kitchen again and, and see what's over there. I want you to look up whoever it is, compare their numbers, close out of it. I don't, it doesn't show, I don't believe it shows me a browse history or anything like that. Look it up, look up my numbers, and come back. And I walked in the room and said, all right, where do we sign? Because I was able to prove to them that I, and I know my market. I know what I'm doing here. So it's a way that you can compete with the other agents without having to throw, you know, throw anyone under the bus. I don't even know who they were talking to. You know, that's, that's brilliant because, y you know, it, it seems so prying, you know, to say, okay, well, who are you talking to? Almost like a personal vendetta thing. Like I'm going to get them right. Like, like, like it, does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter, you know, to the seller's price, the seller's you know, mar the marketing plan, you're going to give them all of that stuff. It doesn't matter. So um, it only matters to you, the agent, as a, like a personal thing. You want to know who they're talking to. So, so that's a great strategy. Just hand them the app and say, I don't know. I don't want to know. It doesn't matter. You know, all my clients get treated the same. I'm not going to change my commission. I'm not going to change my price. I'm not going to change my marketing plan for anybody because it's just not fair. So go ahead. I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to relook at your finished basement. See, type them in 
and um, we'll come back. That's that's the most brilliant strategy I've heard in a long time. And there's no way, and there's no better way to handle the commission reductions, you know, um, objection. Well, so and so said they'll do it for you know one percent less. Okay, well, I've just shown you that I net my clients two percent more than the average agent, so they're going to do it for one percent less, but I'm going to get you two percent more. So you're actually going to net one percent more with me than the average agent in the marketplace. And and, and what Money do you think dollars. you're what do you think you're doing to maintain that? In order to be able to achieve those numbers? Yeah, I mean, a, a cliche Real, I answer is I'm a better negotiator, but what what's the what's the answer? Yeah. So, I think it's not what I do; it's what other agents don't do. So it's the fact that I am there every step of the way. I don't hand people off to somebody else. Like I said, I've got a team that supports me, but they're not getting handed off to somebody else. So I'm literally negotiating every step of the way, and I don't have to start over in the negotiation to go, okay, we were. You know, what do you, what do you what, what do you care about? When do you want to settle again? Because I know all that kind of stuff, and and I can just start negotiating right off the bat. You know, market it properly professional photography i mean just all the super simple stuff i mean I, in my listing presentation there's a story about a, a, a couple that i sold their house they were on the market a year with somebody else i took the listing i dropped the price two grand i didn't drop it significantly i dropped it two grand just to kind of make it look fresh and sold it in 30 days and the theme of the feedback and their feedback was i don't know what the other agent didn't do or what joe did differently always that joe got it done <laughs> and if I look at it, all I did was I, I, I listed, I marketed, and I handled objections and I negotiated. It's what I do for every day. So I, I really, I think it's what other agents don't do. I love that, dude. I love that. Well, let's wrap this up with talking about um, what your free gift is today. Every, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift uh, that our agents that listen, our rock star nation, can utilize in their day to day business. I think you got a couple of things. So what uh, what are you going to give today? Yeah, so I'm going to give a couple uh, pages out of my listing presentation from what we've talked about today, which is comparing your stats to the average. So it's the same thing I held up, and then the comparison over a multi-year period, and then the breakdown at the bottom. That that means you know I generate more, this you know two percent more for my sellers over um, you know in six weeks or five weeks less time. So I'm redeveloping that for 2018 this week. So I'll get you guys the PDF here shortly, and I'm happy to share that with the uh, the whole base. That's awesome. And guys, I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash Joe Bird 2. That's hybendigital.com backslash Joe Bird 2. If you haven't heard uh, Joe's first interview, go back. It's about a year ago. Go back and take a listen. And and this is going to be great. I'm going to put all his information there so you could reach out to him yourself. And of course, I'm going to put his free gift there as well as I will put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or just text the word toolbox to 444-999-JOE. This has been fun, buddy. Uh, Next time time I'm in Maryland, we'll have to get together and uh, break some bread for sure. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media 
simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>